0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Chris Talks Music. Today's guest is the legendary Dutch DJ and producer Ferry Corsten, who's been consistently at the top of his game ever since his sophomore album under the System F alias Out of the Blue, charted in the UK Top 20 charts back in 1999. Following this, he had remix credits with acts such as U2, Moby, Faithless, Duran Duran and Public Enemy soon afterwards. He continues to push the boundaries of electronic music. This was exemplified by his 2020 ambient album, As Above, So Below, which was released under his F.E.R.R. or FAIR by Ferry Corsten Alias. Ferry's love for cinematic sounds has long been present in his music. This is evidenced in his ambitious and seminal long player Blueprint, which came back in 2017. But that's not all. He's also handled the musical score for the mystery thriller Don't Go, which featured the Blade actor Stephen Dorff and Grey's Anatomy's Melissa George. Ferry has continued to reach out beyond his comfort zone to discover new sounds and projects, and this leads on to his latest concept, what the f... And that is not a swear, it is called what the f... Ferry is allowing fans he's embracing fans to experience every aspect of his diverse range both as a producer and a dj merging his entire catalogue of work to create a unique show that infuses the past with a future approach what the f- is the absolute and complete ferry Corsten fan experience encapsulated in one night of musical wonder but wait that's not all Ferry Corsten will be bringing his What The F- Repertoire Tour to Code in Sheffield on November the 26th, which just so happens to be the final night of the nightclub, after it recently announced that it intends to close later on this month. I'm going to begin this podcast with the recent single, You Can't Stop Me. It's an uplifting number, and perhaps after the recent events, recent news, and kind of the state of the world at the moment, we all need some uplifting. So do enjoy, and thanks for listening. good man yourself yeah not too bad sorry about the massive microphone that's in the middle of the screen (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. watch your head
0: yeah well yeah do you know what it's one of those days I might just headbutt it try and knock myself out
1: right 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 (laughs) Whereabouts are you
0: today then are you back home
1: yeah yeah it's just uh in the studio this is my little domain here
0: domain sanctuary place that's of solitary it. and peace yeah <laughs> you have enough keyboards in the background
1: yeah there's a few there you know yeah. this is all the, yeah there's all the, the stuff from uh gone by days but still there can can't let go of it you know
0: well that's the thing i think once you've kind of bought a piece of equipment and you've created something on it it's uh um, it is your portal back into a place in time
1: it is yeah and you know and then and all of them they have their own sort of thing characteristics right which you always feel like, yeah, maybe later on I'll still use it and still need it and you know, so yeah I've, every once in a while I'll do so it's nice to nice to still have it hands on stuff,
0: yeah, and it also has a different sound as well, I take it, doesn't it yeah so it kind of adds a different ingredient, to that's the music. it,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: so um I mean obviously you're. I mean, I don't know if you'd call yourself this, but you are a, a bit of a legend in the old uh, music game, in the DJing game. And uh, you've been around for, well, you've been in the 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 kind of the the Dutch DJ polls for what's the last 20 years, the top 100 DJs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's like the 20 years. You know, every time when I hear the word 20, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> How
0: know? do you do it? <laughs>
1: I don't know, I just keep, keep, keep going at it really, you know? It's where the passion is in the end, you know? And I think that's sh- in the end, I guess it shines, shines through.
0: It does, it do- so, I mean, it, it comes across naturally in a lot of what you say. I um, watched your uh, YouTube uh, Resonation FM. All right, yeah, yeah. That's a wicked setup you've got there, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, actually, that's, uh, you know, uh, credit credit do where credit is due. That's, that's actually Armin's studio. Yeah, You know, but the nice thing about that studio is, uh, it's like, uh, multicolor LED lights, right? So uh, the walls are white. So whatever, I mean, his own setup for a state of trends is obviously everything's white. But when we go there, uh, you know, we give it a blue color and just like, bringing these cubes and stuff, you know, so we, we sort of like, custom build it in a way that you know that is more for our show and uh with their own visuals in the background and stuff so it's 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 a great studio really you know very multifunctional in a in a, in a way and uh yeah i'm just happy that uh, that that you know that i'm able to uh to use it and 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 borrow it from uh, from armin yeah
0: yeah it's a great um like a, a musical um hub of sorts um kind of like a musical hot desk, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: you know we we do our uh, we do resonance there weekly. Armin does his this thing obviously, uh, but but there's also uh, I think Amala next and uh, Solar Stone has done his show there, and, uh, and there's a, there's a bunch of people who've, who've used that studio and are using that studio on a frequent basis. And and that's what Armin said to me as well. I was like, look, if, if I only use it for myself, that's a very expensive studio just to sit there, you know, to be used once a week. So it's it's nice that everybody else can actually use it. And um, and and with the like I said, with the facilities it has, in terms of to like, you know, custom rebuilding the studio to your own taste, uh, that's that's perfect.
0: Yeah, it's very much a community kind of vibe to it, which is nice. And um, what I liked about it is um I won't like pretend that I like I'm um the biggest Ferry Corsten fan in the world, um, because that'd be <laughs> just disingenuous. It'd be right, right. Right, right, right. But um what I really what really drew me to it was um just watching it and it was I loved the, the conversational element and the aspect and how you talked through things and you talked about the the different elements within the music and the thought process behind things. And for me as somebody, I like music. It doesn't matter what genre it is. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I, I love music. And um, it was, it was just really nice to just be able to dial in and not really have any prior knowledge of the musical right. background. And, but also I ended up listening to the entire show and, nice. and it was just on while I was doing my, while I was working and while yeah, I was yeah, doing yeah. bits and bobs, and the thing is, it wasn't intrusive either. And the thing is, it's it's trans music, it's dance music, and it's like, it does get the energy going. But for yeah. me, I just found that it was like, it it wasn't disruptive to what I was doing. So nice. whatever yeah. environment that you're in, I think yeah. it really does set a cool tone. So but, I mean, know. it's nice
1: to it's nice to to hear that, to, knowing that it's uh, that it's. Basically, to your ears, it's a show that's just in the background doing its thing, right? And it gives you the the sort of like I don't know uh, subconsciously like a like a uh, a drive. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's like pleasant to have it on, and it's not, you know. Um, I think it was that was also the whole point of uh, changing this show into Resonation. That this this stems from se- uh, seven hundred episodes of Corsten's Countdown before, mm-hmm. and that was more yeah i mean there was slightly more catering to the whole trans community in the typical trans sound whereas we felt okay let's just you know my my sound has changed over the years and it's much wider and you know and this show needs to sort of uh line up with that i would say and um, by doing that it allows me as well to play some great house tracks uh some great techno um, yeah. You know some good trends, but not not the fast stuff, but like the the you know the groovier stuff. So it allows me to do much more than sort of because of the concept of the show. I'm I'm set to only one uh, one sound, you know, and it's it's gives me a lot more freedom also musically.
0: Yeah, and I th- I just I think it's really nice, and I would actually like um, implore people who may not listen to your music usually um to go and check it out because i i do think it's there's something for everyone there which is really nice and um it's and yes i did say that i kind of had it on in the background but what i did find myself doing was flicking back to it while you were doing having your conversations and talking (laughs) but it was just nice to just see the the relationships in front of even though i'm like miles away from wherever you are I still yeah, yeah, felt yeah. like I was part like a fly on the wall in the conversation and so that's also really nice as well so what I like about it is it's um it's a very welcoming musical experience yes. uh, and something that you can kind of come back to over and over again and I think the the tone that you have and your conversational style I think it does endear itself to people and
1: well the thing is with me, you know, look, I'm 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 not by nature a a presenter, you know? It's just no I, I present and I we talk about music and we talk about stuff and Jesse my, my wingman in the show you know, he's he's a he's a he's a great guy to have a conversation with. So that almost becomes a very natural thing with all the errs and ahs and and mistakes and you know uh, uh, misspellings and whatever you know. And then Jesse forgets to change something in the script from like last week because it's like we keep going on you know yeah re, rewriting the script based on the last week. And then, uh, you know, last time there was something, there was an old title in there. And since I'm in reading mode, I just read it, you know. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Not. So, all the, I think that's in a way the charm. And we've talked about it, like, should we really like practice a lot more doing these things better, you know? Like, no, I think it's, I think just the charm is there to, to have it as honest as possible with all the mistakes, you know? That's the way yeah. we are. Yeah.
0: I think that's, that's part of, it is part of the charm. It is a mm. uh, because it's it's natural and it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel overly scripted. So we do yeah. feel like we're sharing that moment with you as a listener through the the ups and the, the downs and all the, yeah, the, yeah. Or the <laughs> things whereby you might think you've made a mistake. It, that that in of itself is we we understand that there's no myth there behind the legend. It's you you are human like everybody else, and yeah, that, yeah. That, that that's great. But yeah. Resonation, man, it's, it's, I must say, it's
1: really, really nice to hear that. I mean, you know, I, I know there's always fans saying like, "Hey, your show this and that," but just to to hear it from someone like yourself and just other people that are not instantly always like a, a diehard fan or so, you know, just listening to it um, while they're at it, basically, not just yeah. looking for so much. That's great. That's really, really cool.
0: Yeah, it is. It is, and it's it's definitely something that I'm I'm going to listen to. More going forward as well. Uh, nice. I'm just I just think it's it, it's nice, and I do. It, it doesn't matter the form of content. I just think if I kind of buy into the person behind it or the people, mm. um, yeah. I'll find myself coming back over and over. So that's wicked. But um let's talk about um what the th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah the swear word
1: that is not the swear word. What the fairy? <laughs> yeah, what the
0: fairy? Yeah. Um, so this is kind of your. um your journey through yeah through this the is
1: a, yeah it's been an interesting one because you know this was basically uh the, the whole idea for this came about in around 2019 okay. you know and um and we had a what whole what
0: would have happened next though eh?
1: exactly so we had all whole, the whole thing lined up for 2020 and you know like various shows in the us and in the in the uk and in Asia and then obviously that didn't happen so then we moved it to 2021 fingers crossed didn't happen either and now we're here you know finally he was able to do it but what's what's what was really fun about it and how it came about was I was just I think it was just with Jesse actually in Miami we were just riffing about music and stuff and shows and um, and the whole idea basically came from um, uh, fans asking me, like, very, when, when are you doing an open to close set? You know, uh, because some guys are doing it. Like, for example, Marcus is all, you know, he's Mark Schultz is very famous for his open to close sets. He loves doing that. So, um, but I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to just copy that, you know? Also, uh, Marcus is doing that now, I, I have to do an open to close set as well. I don't really think that's the right move. So, but also at the same time, I noticed over the years when I, every time I did a, produ- a producer set, you know, um, I would just play my own music for an hour, an hour and a half, those really would get such a great response. So then it was like an aha, aha moment, like, hey, you know what, what if I have so much music over the years, what mm-hmm. if I put the two together and it's becoming an open to close producer set. And uh, so I think then, then we have something that's different, you know.
0: Um, it's a journey, isn't
1: it? It's a journey. It's It's just only my music. Uh, and the nice thing is that, uh, you know over the past twenty years, plus twenty years, uh, i've I've done so many different genres, from like deeper stuff that is perfect for my own warm ups set, you know, to houseier sound to trance, obviously, to some techier elements here and there that you know it's easy to 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 program a nice sort of journey and a trip with with just my music for six hours. And that was a challenge. And, uh, and how how do you make it more interesting than just playing than just playing the track as they are? Is also by making a lot of crazy mashups and from of your own tracks, right? So th- in the show, there's a, there's a lot of that stuff going on, where um, there's focus of that track from a different genre uh, over a trance record and uh, with the with the drums of another track. You know, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on like that. So uh, while well, I was, and the name comes from like I want people to walk away or be on the dance floor when that all happens. And they think like, what the fuck, this is really happening. Like he's doing that all with his own stuff, you know, yeah. and it happens to be that my name is Ferry with an F. So <laughs> it worked, it? It right. Yeah, it was a nice play of sort of words there. Yeah. It's
0: so the best way to be. You talked about um, previously, not obviously to me about, about being um, original. And kind of, from what you say and how you speak it's about being true to yourself and i think you doing the the set in the same form as marcus wouldn't it wouldn't be right for you and it's you playing a role rather than you letting us in to your world yeah
1: and i I think that that's definitely one thing the the other thing that i just got to be really honest about that marcus is absolutely amazing at what he does you know he has that in his fingers he has that that thing. He's an amazing DJ that does a, a 12 hour set. Pfft, you know, I I don't think I can beat him on his game like that. So I need to do something else. You know, that's you another to side to of, it.
0: Yeah, yeah representative yeah. of you. Yes.
1: So um, so in all fairness that I think, you know, Marcus Marcus, he does his thing really well. I don't want to try even to beat him on that on that turf, you know. <laughs> so let me just do my thing. I have enough music of my own that I can play for a whole night. So yeah. That was so oh, okay. about it. Yeah,
0: I saw the um, the the video teaser for the what the F right. show. You know the um, the CGI one,
1: little robot yeah. guy with the spray paint and stuff.
0: Oh, it's very very cyberpunk, wasn't it?
1: It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah the thing was for uh, when we did when we rolled out the first tour in, to, for 2020, mm-hmm. the whole whole vibe of of the. Yeah, of, of all the 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 artwork around it was a bit more cyberpunky, but then you know, you're two di- two years later, and uh, things changed a little. Uh, but we still had this this we still yeah. There's a light
0: on your face. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the it's it's you just shining the right, light, shining, right, right, the light of wisdom. That's what we're gonna go with,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but you know, I mean, we we still had that video which was. Yeah, it was a waste not to use it. It was just so cool. So we kind of put the extra, extra like glitches and stuff in there to to pull it together with the new stuff. Um, yeah,
0: it kind of. It was like um, even though it's, it, it kind of took me back in a way. you know with the old school style of CGI? But yeah, yeah, with the with the eyes on the mask and stuff with the blue eyes, it was uh, yeah, yeah, reminded me of a video game Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and it was kind of they recently had an anime about that on Netflix and I was just kind of just thinking, and then listening to the music as well, I was thinking these two things could really merge really well. And, yeah. Um, but
1: yeah, in an unexpected way. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: How yeah. Have you found to like the, um, obviously having been releasing music for over 20 years now, um, the kind of the transition in terms of technologies and how you've managed to embrace them, and how has that incorporated itself into your work?
1: Um, yeah, it, 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 it's almost like an, an automatic thing, really. You know, we, you know, this stuff behind me—that was how it all started. All, all yeah. the hardware, and then, you know, bit by bit, more of the soft, the software stuff came in. Uh, you know, I, I started out on Atari on Cubase, and I'm still on cubase not on atari yeah.
0: <laughs> I totally <know> but,
1: <laughs> but um you know that's that's still there There's ableton running on the side um so i mean for me it's always really nice to do um uh, to do to do collabs because you 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 learn a lot as well you know um every every person I've done collabs with they have their own set of gear that they like to work with in a certain way and I learned from that and I'm like oh yeah that's cool I'm start using it as well but in my own way you know um I I don't know I just I like nerding out on YouTube and just like you know finding out about stuff and whatever new new plugins this or software that or new a new synth here or there mm-hmm. um yeah and and I think it's also like really you know um I think one thing that you develop over time, really, especially producing music, is is how to become a surgeon in a way. You know, it's I don't think I, I always say to my wife, I think I can never really listen to music as music anymore because as soon as I hear a track, the knife goes in. You know, how are the bass? How's the the basses? How are the kicks and uh, and the drums and the synth and what other layers underneath? And is there extra stuff uh, effect wise that's happening? You know, you you never really listen to a a piece of music anymore
0: Deconstruct it don't you like yeah and then it's it's just well unconsciously and then yeah you're breaking down the layers straight away aren't you and you're trying to understand how it works i guess as a piece of music
1: yeah you know how how did this guy make that you know like this and that and i'm like okay probably didn't like that and that and sometimes you just try to do something similar like did my did my analysis you know line up with the truth (laughs) yeah just so uh, i think also a lot of there's a lot of goofing around this stuff as well that that you know and trial and error that uh that happened over time um yeah just sit and just you know goof around really that's um that's that's that's, that i noticed were the moments that uh, brought me my uh i guess my my biggest tracks over the years you know just uh just sitting and trying new new equipment new stuff and uh,
0: yeah, how do you still say inspired in terms of because you said um uh, you mentioned before about the different genres and people would obviously relate you to things like house and techno and to dance and trance and and then even ambient stuff as well. But there, I think yeah. there's also a cinematic element to some of the music that you do as well because you're you do have such a broad range, don't you? And yeah, What, yeah. what intrigues you and what pulls you in all those different directions?
1: Um, I think it's just in like honestly, it's just a sheer interest for for music in general, you know. And I, I had that from a very young age. Um, I was very interested in all kinds of music. More though the more the electronic types of music, you know. and uh, from stemming from like as a kid growing up in the 80s, listening to Africa Bambata and stuff like that, you know. Um uh, that for me was like wow. Um and then all the synth the Sinti pop stuff, and so I've always been very intrigued in uh, in every electrical, electric, uh, electronic music genre out there. Um, earlier in my, uh, you know, when I just started making music, I I I, um, I even made Heartstyle or gabber at the time. You know, I just wanted to know what it was in that in, in all those different genres, what it was that um, that attracted people to those genres. What made yeah. it yeah, you know what is it? So, yeah, and by 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 trying all the different genres, you know, you you take a little bit of everything always with you in your production process. And after a while, I realized that my soft spot was just uh, emotional and melodic stuff. You know, I always would would return there. So a good example is like I here I am being all proud that I made a hard style gabber track. You know, and I show it to to Rotterdam Records here in in Rotterdam, obviously. You know. Like, Paul here. Here's my new track. Yeah, I know what you mean. It is gabber but it's way too melodic. So that's the stuff I would get back as a comment, right? Yeah. So so clearly that was uh, I think my uh, my my direction for life to go way more melodic and uh, um yeah, hence me uh uh ending up with trance music and and uh, and now also cinematic stuff and uh, ambient and yeah.
0: Nice. It's cool. It's 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 just nice to see um, you kind of just going in a variety of different directions, and it seems you going you very much go off your feeling and yeah, um, exactly. your passion in the moment, and for you that's the most organic way of making music, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and it's really hard to for me to make a track that I would have to make because it's like. It's the follow up to something that was really successful, therefore has to sound the same. And, you know, it like, uh, I don't think that that really works. Um, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't.
0: So, it, I think if you don't care too much, it, it does find its way through in the music. And then if someone's going to become a surgeon on what you're creating, then they're going to pull that out, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: What, I, what I love about the music now is that, you know, it really, uh, what what's happening now it's it feels like everything's really coming together you know it's it's just amazing to see to see the the what's happening in the techno scene you know that they're heavily leaning on sort like old trends 20 years ago you know that in its turn back in the day was relying on old techno you know yeah. and i and now you see the people the likes of like our bad tale of us, people like that you know doing that deeper stuff but it's it's in the end for me that's also like a trance tracks, you know, because it has it has it's full of emotion and, and anticipation and just a lot of uh, storytelling going on in there as well.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that um, the events of the last couple of years have kind of um, been the, I guess, the catalyst behind that though, because things have changed so much for people in a variety of ways, whether it's work or whether it's our day to day life or whether it's like mentally. Mm-hmm. And I think in times of difficulty and struggle, we kind of do tend to go back to a moment in time where something yeah. made us feel something. And music and art, because music is art, it, yeah. it's an escape, isn't it? it um, is. I always,
1: I always like to, it uh, uh, sounds weird, but I always like to uh, to compare music to perfume, you know? Yeah. It's like if you had, a let's say uh, 20 years ago, you had a bit of a... A fling going on um, during your uh, holiday somewhere, you know, <laughs> and twenty years later you smell that perfume again. It's like, oh, you're right back there again, and it's the same. It's the same thing with music, right? Yeah,
0: so. it's that sense, isn't it? It's that yeah. emotional drawback, that pull, yeah. and um, it's the. Um, I'd like to say it's the lingering allure of a time gone by, and <laughs> that's kind of what music is, isn't it? And I think, um, yeah. I think in moments when things. Don't seem quite right. We do tend to look back um, in time and then kind of extract those little moments. So they are pulling back from the the trance back then, when or the techno back then, and then and you're listening to it and you're going, I can hear this in that from this era. Yeah, this also was inspired by this moment in time, and it's it's just showing a a kind of a nice musical evolution of sorts.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the, and the diversity, you know, which,
0: hmm.
1: yeah, there they're, they're are diverse genres, but they also, at the same time, seem to work really well, you know, and, and that, that's what makes it very, very interesting uh, at the moment for me.
0: Yeah, um, so, and like, um, obviously, um, we've talked about the past, let's talk about the present, let's talk about the future. Earlier on this year, you, um, you were one of the first DJs to drop an NFT.
1: Yeah, I mean there's there's definitely been a bunch uh of other guys doing it. Yeah. It's, it's still it's still a very sort of
0: vague, you know. It's thing. a very moving kind of um I wouldn't say landscape. It's more the foundations under it moving because it's trying to find its niche and its it's footing in a way. And the thing is, oh, the reason I was going to ask is obviously we've had things of stuff like NFTs, we've got cryptocurrency, which is all crazy at the moment. Yeah. Uh, NFTs also. And um, the kind of digital commerce in that way, or digital currencies and digital art forms. Mm. What What was your thinking behind going towards NFTs in terms of mm. as a musician?
1: Well, yeah. It's, well, the, the the cool thing was with this the, the 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 drop early this year. It's done with a platform called Record Shop,
0: yeah.
1: and what I really like about them is that it's 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 almost like the bridge between the very sort of you need to be really into that digital art world to understand it really well, versus you know old school, you know music. Right that we CDs
0: or vinyls or exactly, yeah, yeah.
1: so what was really nice about their thing was just like, it's a, it's basically a, almost like a card game, you know, where you mm-hmm. like a Pokemon thing where you have to get all these cards that are all linked to certain to certain products that you did. So it's, um it's almost like, uh, that?
0: That
1: it's almost like, um you have to, uh, to complete a collection of, of, of cars. And mm-hmm. uh, by By having those, uh, let's say, every card could be um, a digital art piece with with a with a let's say a a a certain version of a track, right, or uh, or something else like a video story where I explain something about something uh, about the track or so. So all these different things, when you when you collect them, you could actually win life real life prices, you know, like uh, like tickets or merchandise. So you can really see it as like you know, when when someone listens to, listens to music on Spotify, you don't have anything. It's nothing, right? Yeah. Here, here it's like you're buying almost like a digital uh, a collector's. Uh, uh, how say that? A collector's piece, right? Uh, limited edition because there's only so many made. Yeah. Uh, where it's like buying your old collector's item vinyl with all these interesting stuff, you know, that you wouldn't have on the, on your normal vinyl for example so that 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 was uh what was really interesting for me like oh wow you know because I, I can imagine that the, the the typical digital art can be very dry for people not you know hard to understand yeah but this, this makes it more playful and uh and and that's that's why i really liked it that you know it could definitely be um be the way forward for real uh music collectors to actually collect something um other than just uh an an mp3 that's just nothing really yeah
0: we're kind of moving from the tangible to the intangible to the non-fungible yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's kind of i mean i guess if listeners don't really understand what nfts are um think of it as like a digital asset which has a specific identifier which marks that out from the crowd. So say if you buy a painting by an artist and it's a print of one of 500 and yours has a number saying 498 of 500 or 12 of 500, and that's what uniquely distinguishes and identifies that from other forms, but it also, obviously, music can be copied and art can be copied, whether it's physical or whether it's digital, but what this is 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 it's an authentic source whereby the I guess the proceeds from that would go more towards the the creators in that sense. Am yeah. I kind of got that right? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Oh
0: right,
1: it's, okay. It's a sense of ownership in the end, like yeah. you own it. And but it's not just the music; it's also you know the, the whole package that came that came with it, like the videos. Yeah. And uh, but like I said, what I really like is. The, the, the real life stuff, you know, so a, a certain collection of a combination of these cards would grant you a t shirt, like merchandise special, yeah. only, only made for this drop, right? So it's not out there somewhere else where you can buy it. uh Tickets to events or so you know, like, so there's, there's more to it than just the dry NFT, yeah. well, you know, uh, authentication of uh, there's my ownership, uh, there, there's definitely more to it. That, that's really what I love about this.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's the thing is, it's, um it's still um, very much a kind of a moving target in that sense. But I do think it's important to kind of try and embrace these technologies and be on board with them while also um, releasing things physically in the same way that you still do. Because um, there is an audience and it's about creating the content in a way that embraces that audience. Um, And, that they enjoy and that they can cherish and the thing with stuff like NFTs and things like that, it's people can, the people that own that specific piece or pieces, they can Hmm. access that from wherever they are. And it doesn't matter if they move or lose something, they never lose that. So, And another,
1: another, uh, another extra is, you know, that it's, there's always this, this debate of how artists and, uh, and composers never really get, get, the credit that they deserve, for you know, paid for what they for what they do, and the, the beauty of this is that since it's this you know blockchain contract, basically it can always go go back to you. So you sell it. If they if someone who who bought it resells it, there's yeah. still a piece of that sell that goes back to the original artist. You know, yeah. whereas now, for example. Um, I don't know, discogs, whatever, you know, there's vinyl for sale, collector's items that are.
0: Most sold in,
1: they're multi times the, the, what, what it was sold for back in the day, but the original artist would not see any of that resale, right? So, okay. uh, and, and here that's all protected now. So it's, it's a good way forward for, for musicians and artists alike, really, you know. Um, to to get compensated as well. It's a
0: a digital affront to the um, Roland Barthes essay, which he wrote called Death of the Author, whereby (laughs) he said as soon as a a writer creates a piece of work and finishes that piece of work, it results in the death of the author because they no longer have ownership of it. The original intention is gone. And then with your music that you create in a physical format, once you've sold that initial CD, that initial vinyl for 20 pounds or whatever, someone might sell it for 80 pounds, but or potentially selling your <laughs> work more, uh, oh, isn't it? Or paintings and things like yeah. that. Yeah. It just Basically. allows you to regain uh, or maintain a piece of ownership of your work perpetually in time, however incremental that may be. Yeah. And at least you get something more out of it. Um and it it kind of, yeah, it's people think of streaming services when they access all the music, but you get such a minimal amount from that, that this kind of can also support artists in the long run. So yeah, yeah it's interesting. We'll have to see where it goes, but uh, did,
1: uh, you know, it's just, uh, will I do another one? I don't know. Just, uh, this was a fun experience to do and uh, but it, it was really cool to do it actually. So yeah, I would never say never really.
0: Well, I think that's the best way to look at things. I think you've got to be open-minded to these things and whether it works Yep. Um, not that's that's the thing and it's it's a it's a lesson that you take from it good and bad or in the yeah. middle or be indifferent it's your choice but um only you can know and at least you're in charge of your own legacy yeah in that kind of way but um i know we're going to have to go in a moment but um you'll be coming to sheffield yeah and, uh, i'm trying to remember the date it is the uh, november 26 i believe it is 26 yes it is so that's yeah. the and you'll be doing what the f at Code in Sheffield, and ironically, or sadly, or rather, that will be the last night I think for Code. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's Amazing. another
1: uh, an, an, another one gone by then. You know, like Sheffield had uh, like quite a, quite the reputation earlier uh, twenty years ago, let's say.
0: Yeah, okay. crasher and things like uh, that.
1: And then um it's sad to see uh some of those iconic venues also in the UK right now just disappear with print works in London, for example, as well. Oh yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And um but yeah, I mean let's uh, let's give it a a, a a great sort of like farewell and goodbye. And you know, um I'm really excited to uh to bring what they have to uh to Sheffield, you know. Um
0: you want the Farewell. What the farewell <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It'll be, um... Yeah, it'll be a, a great night. It'll be a wonderful journey through your music, um, through your, your period of time making music through the the Ferry Corson and era, and um, it'll be a really nice introduction to people for that music, but also for whatever comes next from you as well. But
1: absolutely, because it's not just the, it's not just you know it's it's all my music. It's not just the classics. It's also the track that I did, let's say, that I'm working on now. You know, yeah. I may. Made- I may already play that because it's you know it's within the repertoire, really. So uh, that's the interesting part of that show as well.
0: Well, you just go with the flow how you feel, don't you? What the flow, what the fairy, what the farewell. You know?
1: <laughs> Plenty you more go.
0: refs and they don't all have to be swear words. I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but no, seriously, I, I I would say I wish you all the best with it, but I think you're going to absolutely smash it. And I think anyone that turns up that night and they absolutely should. Whether you're a fan of trance or dance music or not, I think what people are going to experience is is going to be wonderful, wouldn't you say?
1: It's uh it's yeah, it's, it's basically uh the aim is to send everyone home with a smile on their face. Let's put it that way.
0: I don't doubt it at all. But I'd love to thank you so much for your time, Ferry. You're an absolute yeah. chance. And I hope to speak to you again at some point in the future. Sure thing. No Thanks worries. so much. Ben. You take care. Have a great day now. Great, right, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, man. Bye, bye. I'd like to thank Ferry Corsten so much for taking the time to sit down and have a chat with me. You can get tickets to the closing party at Code Sheffield, which is also what the f- um at code Sheffield dot com forward slash closing dash party. Have a night. That- You take care, thanks for listening, and I will catch up with you on the next episode of Chris Talks Music. Bye bye.